Welcome to Health Tech Hustle. We exist to share stories of the brave entrepreneurs helping to solve the most important problems in digital health today. We interview top leaders in health tech and bring them onto our show each week to listen and learn from their story with your host, Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Health Tech Hustle podcast. My name is Rodney Hu and today I'm joined by another very special guest, Mr. Jerry Aviard. He is a co-founder and CMO of Standard Insights and he has over 25 years of sales and marketing experience. He currently serves as the co-founder and CMO, like I said, of Standard Insights and they are an AI as a service growth marketing platform headquartered in Fort Myers, Florida. Their mission is to be the global standard on how successful businesses prioritize and execute their customer engagement from insights gleaned from their data. So with that being said, excited to have him on and give him an opportunity to share his platform and what they're working on in the AI space. So Jerry, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rodney. Thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. And no problem. So let's jump into it. Why don't you give people a brief background of kind of who you are and how you got into this whole AI market? Yeah, so uh, it started off from a failure, but before I uh, discuss that a little bit about myself, so I've got roughly 25 years of sales and marketing experience, so roughly 10 years ago. If you look at my LinkedIn profile, I left the corporate world, and when I left the corporate world 10 years ago, I went out on my own and started my own business helping software companies with sales and marketing initiatives. And uh, along the way, I've had some great clients and not so great clients. And then as they say in life, you learn from failure. And one of the big failures I learned from was from one of my clients that we were working with. It was an AI uh, machine learning startup. And uh, while that company had a great idea, the execution we had around it failed and thus the, the company failed. But I learned two things at the time. Number, uh, number one, regardless of what software you are selling, it has to solve your potential customers or your customer's business problem, and it has to be easy to use. And number two, there was something bubbling beneath the surface with regards to AI-driven technologies. And if you do a quick Google search, the AI industry as itself is projected to be close to a $500 billion industry in four to five years. So as this, comp- as this company I was working with failed uh, and imploding through serendipitous events, I would meet my future uh, co-founder. He was visiting from Chennai, uh, India. He used to live in Atlanta. We met through uh, mutual friends. And over a few drinks, he had pitched me this idea of a very basic proto- prototype of an AI uh, platform that could help businesses drive growth. And knowing what I learned from my past failures from the other company, I thought his idea had enough merit to it to fly from Atlanta to to Denver for the outdoor retail trade show. And this was going back, I guess, three years now. And upon returning to Atlanta a week later, had secured a few beta clients with regards to this very basic AI, AI prototype uh, platform to help businesses drive growth. So this was three years ago. Um, our co-founding team grew to four, from two to four, and that's how we started. We started off in the e-commerce space, 
and we're branching out to other verticals. And now we branch into branched out to the healthcare vertical. Nice. And so pretty much started a company, AI as a service, artificial intelligence in the digital marketing space. And Correct. So how did you kind of go about identifying the problem and how AI can solve that problem? Whether it's in the healthcare industry or whatever vertical, how are you guys able to go through that problem identification process? Yeah, so upon doing some market research, we've identified that businesses, whether you're an e-commerce shop, brick and mortar, finance, or even doctor's offices, they typically want two things, new customers or for healthcare, new patients. And once those customers become new customers, drive, uh, drive repeat business from them. So we are focusing on driving repeat businesses for companies. So that's where our, I guess our mission comes from and the uh, problems that we're solving comes from is driving repeat buyers or driving repeat patients in healthcare using artificial intelligence. And we first started off in the e-commerce space because they were uh, our the early adopters of artificial intelligence. And once we got our foot into the e-commerce vertical, we started to branch out elsewhere. Nice. Okay. So when I think of like artificial intelligence and trying to like use it, leverage it to get business, when you're learning about digital marketing, a couple of the first things you learn is like the Facebook Pixel or Google Analytics, mm -hmm. some of these tracking softwares. Um, is your product related to that? Or if not, like how is it differentiated from those kinds of data gathering? So yeah, so with Google and Facebook, right, they're, they're, driving, they're tracking your behavior patterns across many different websites, right? Initially through cookies, but now uh, they're getting rid of cookies, right? So every movement you do on Facebook, every movement you do on, on website, uh, Google and Facebook are, are, are tracking that. If you want to go a step further, even like Uber Eats or Uber itself, they're tracking your, uh, your behavior patterns. So what our platform is intended to do is give or empower businesses to take ownership of their data. And once you take ownership of your data, you know you, who your real uh, customers are. And when you know how your customers think, act, move, then you could better retarget and remarket them with your specific products or services. So we like to say we can help businesses target the right person with the right product or service at the right time. This can help drive both top and bottom line growth. In essence, it's helping one's business become more precise with their marketing protocols using artificial intelligence. Okay. And so like when people are thinking of leveraging marketing to kind of grow their business, they it's, it's more than just creating content, creating videos and putting it out there. Like there's metrics that you need to track. And so when it comes to like your platform or using AI, like how, how are you tracking those metrics and even better, like what metrics should you be tracking? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So there's one piece of it, getting people interested in your, in your product or service. So if you're, you're an MD, you, you own a brick and mortar store, and that comes along with creating good, engaging content, right? But once you attract that person, how do you keep them coming back to your store or to your place of business? And content is a big piece of it. 
and there are a lot of cool AI-driven uh, platforms that, that deal with content, but ours deals with your customers' you know, behavior patterns, their demographic patterns, their geographic patterns. So that's one thing we'll take a look at. We'll also take a look at their, um, your customers' potential profitability. Right or what patients may need the the most care. We'll take a look at things. We analyze patterns and look at uh, personalized uh, recommendations, just like what Amazon is doing with with product recommendations and what Netflix is doing with uh, movie recommendations. We also do an, an, you know another thing where we can incorporate both uh, predictive and prescriptive analytics. So holistically, it takes a look at your and analyzes your uh, customers purchase patterns and from there we make recommendations on what and how likely they are to buy your product or service again uh, okay yeah that's interesting because like you always hear the saying like people buy off emotion but justify with logic and i feel Correct. like supplementing your current strategy with AI kind of helps fill that logic void where it's like you have a strategy and on how to connect with your audience, how to bring awareness and elicit emotion um, in your target demographic, your target audience, but then using that AI to get a deeper understanding of all that data that you're gathering, all of that feedback, and then how to really maximize the content and all of your efforts really. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Rodney. So if you take a look at our website, you know, three things that, that stand out. And, you know, every company, every business will say, hey, I can help, you know, drive sales, improve efficiencies. We're no different. But however, with us, if you look on our website, we'll focus on three things. It's improving customer experience or with the case of in the healthcare medical uh, patient experience, right? Telling that customer or patient what to do next and number three um yeah uh, preventing customer indecision or patient indecision so if you can get into their mind based on the data that you've analyzed we feel that's a recipe for continued growth oh okay interesting because i see the potential of ai like i've been on this band yeah. since i was first exposed to it but what would you say to potential prospects or whatever who have objections to using AI in their current strategy? And like, what, what are some of the common objections that you hear? Well, the number one is, you know, data. You know, I don't want to give up data. You know, I don't, I don't believe in that. And, and understood, rightly so. I mean, humans are creatures of, of habit, and especially the older generation. They may not be as cognizant with regards to new technologies than the younger generation. So if you go back 10 years ago, during the Great Recession, people rented uh, movies through Blockbuster. But where are people getting movies now? Through applications like that, like Netflix and Hulu, right? Going, I mean, I'm 50 years old. I mean, I still can remember um, you know, banking where you actually went to the bank and deposited your check and wrote uh, – you know, wrote checks to pay your bills. Now everything's done, you know, done online. You're looking at what's happening now because of COVID with, with healthcare. We've got, we've got the um, starting to be the exponential growth of, you know, telemedicine. 
right? So it's going to take time, especially with the older generation of adoption of uh, new technologies. But be forewarned, um, those that who fail to adopt these new technologies, you know, could be gone, right? Just look at Blockbuster Video. Where are they at now versus where they were at 10, 15 years ago? When it comes to like AI, just like hearing you talk about it and the people who aren't on board, you know, they have objections about their data and whatnot, but what are like some negative consequences of people who aren't getting on board? Because we can already see the trend towards more data-driven campaigns and how can the lack of adoption of this kind of have an impact on their business in the long run? Yeah, so it's a very good question. And I know that you're going to listen to your past podcasts. You're going to ask me about my favorite book. So we'll we'll jump ahead of that question to to, to uh, because she asked this. So one of my favorite books, it's called uh, Competing in the Age of uh, AI. It's right here. Uh, written by Marco Ian City and Karim Lakhani. And to your question, um, there's this big powerful quote from the book. Every organization should get to work now to digitize and structure its processes, systems, and capabilities to accelerate operational scale, scope, and learning. There's no longer any rationale for waiting. It doesn't matter if your organization is new or old. Ultimately, if the virus doesn't get you, your competitors will. <laughs> so to answer your question, to uh, what it sums up is, yeah, you could be that person that doesn't care for technology, doesn't care for analyzing your data, that is afraid to analyze your data, and that's fine. You know, we live in a democratic society, and that is your right as a business owner. But forewarned that your competitor down the street, who may be adopting new technologies such as artificial intelligence, they could be putting you out of business. So that's my answer to that. Yeah, it's crazy how, um, like, you see how fast AI and technology in general kind of advances. And the people who don't get on board, they get left behind. And the people who do get on board and really understand how to leverage this technology, not to like replace what they're doing, but to help supplement their growth. They're the ones who see like the most results, who are able to maximize opportunities. And and Rodney, you're right. You made a good point there. It's not about replacing an individual. It's helping that individual do their job better. And especially in healthcare, where a lot of people are overworked and understaffed, having a technology partner in this case, artificial intelligence can help your job, uh, can help, you can help better do your job. Okay, interesting. Now, we, you kind of touched on um, a couple of trends, but I'm curious, like, what sort of trends, whether it's in the healthcare industry or not, like, do you see AI going in? Like, what, what, what's something that excites you that you see the potential of AI? I think with what's happened to the world here in the last 12 to 18 months with COVID, it's helped accelerate that that trend in, with regards to not only AI, but digital adoption. I mean, look where we're doing this call. We're doing it on Zoom, right? 18 months ago, not that many people knew about Zoom. Now it's, an, now it's a verb, right? <laughs> Let's get on a Zoom call. And we're doing 
this podcast, conference calls, uh, over Zoom calls. I mean, we were able to close international deals based here in the U.S. with, uh, you know, global partners, global customers, all because of Zoom. I mean, we put on the video. Yes, we couldn't fly to meet them just because of COVID, but we were able to close deals on uh, tech, you know, technology of Zoom. So, yeah, to your point, yeah, the rate of uh, digital transformation, digital adoption has increased over the last 12 or 18 months. And I think as we get out of this COVID mess, it's just going to continue to accelerate. And people that fail to see the light, uh, if you will, could be in a world of hurt. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. So I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. We've been talking a lot about AI, but another um, thing that stuck out to me in my research process, doing my due diligence on you and your company is your role as the CMO, as the co-founder. So I kind of wanted to like kind of pick your brain on that and sure. kind of understand like your role and responsibility as a co-founder, as the CMO. Like, What are the high level topics that you think about? Yeah. So, you know, my job, my, my mission is to drive sales and, and revenue for the company. And the way we do this and the strategy we've come up with, the high level strategy that we've come up with is number one, getting on shows like this. Number two, you know, writing articles. So now we have that brand awareness, uh, subject matter, you know, expertise, if you will. And then leveraging, you know, business connections, not only leveraging business connections, but reaching out to potential business partners that could serve as a, as a force multiplier uh, effect, uh, if you will. So one of our co-founders is a former MD. So we're leveraging his knowledge of the the industry of the healthcare ver- vertical to help market and, and penetrate into the into the healthcare platform. Mm, so I things like, like that. that. Yeah. So jumping on shows, creating podcasts, creating articles. At the end of the day, like you're just creating content around. Correct. And you're creating content for a certain target audience, a certain demographic, mm-hmm. and that visibility is kind of what gives you guys credibility, right? So when you do reach out to talk to your future business partners, whatever, they're like, you have these articles, you have these pieces of content that you can send over to them. Um, and so how do you go about like choosing which shows to be on, which kind of content to create, like what is valuable to who? So uh, first thing, like before I hopped on here, I mean, I'll look at your past episodes. I'll listen to a few episodes, take a look at your LinkedIn profile, because that's where we uh, do a lot of our social media marketing, uh, if you will. You know, I'll take a look at how the the host carries himself and I'll look at the, the current guests and make a decision from there. And then with, uh, with regards to writing articles, we look at, uh, you know, high traffic sites. Because I could write an article on LinkedIn, but if I write that same article for a high traffic site, that's going to have more credibility. So we're looking for always high level sites that um, we can write articles for and it'll give us good uh, backlink credibility, if you will. Uh, Okay, okay. And then as a co-founder, as a CMO, like obviously you can't do everything yourself. Like, you know, the saying, like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, right. go together. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity to kind of like speak with, speak on your team and kind of who else is 
playing a role and kind of helping get this value out to the world? So, yeah, we got four co-founders. So two here stateside, uh, two in India. The two, two guys in India, um, strong technical team, they lead a, an army of developers. So one of the our technical co-founders used to live here in Atlanta. That's how I met him. He was visiting friends. He used to be a technological architect for, uh, for General Electric, a big company. And the other guy has a master's in computer and computer science in one of the top industries in, in India. Uh, myself, I've got 25 years of sales and marketing experience. I've worked for uh, prior, I worked for a prior AI startup, and an other co-founder who's here stateside as well. He's got he- heavy experience in the angel investing f- space. He's a formal medical doctor, and he's also an angel investor for a for a company called uh, Standard Cognition that's now worth over you know, a billion dollars. So it's combining all four of our, you know, experiences that we bring to the table that we hope will, will make us successful, not only in the healthcare field, but in other verticals as well. Mm, okay. Um, interesting. Thanks for the insight. <laughs> um, we are coming up towards the end of the interview, but before um, we kind of get to the last exercise, what sort of advice would you have for other professionals who are, looking to get into the AI space or leverage AI for their own brand, their own company, their own business? Yeah, always look at learning about new things and new opportunities. You know, believe in yourself and um, work hard and stay disciplined. Awesome, awesome. That's an excellent piece of advice. So perfect way to kind of end the meat section of our interview. You've listened to a couple episodes, you know what's coming. I like to end each episode with something I call the rapid fire round, even though you did answer one of my questions already. I guess we can skip that one. <laughs> no, well, you can answer because I've got a, uh, you can ask that again because I've okay. got, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll ask a couple of questions and then you just give me whatever answers you come up with. Yeah. All right. So number one, what is your favorite book of all time? Well, I mentioned one of them, but uh, two, there's one, Extreme Ownership by uh, former Navy SEAL Jocko Willink. So it talks about leadership. You know, as a co-founder, the, us four co-founders, we have to lead and empower people that bring bring onto the team. So sales and marketing people on my side here in the US and uh, the guys in India, they have to lead and empower the developers they, they bring on. And then the people we bring on, if we bring on sales reps, marketing, we want them to lead themselves giving good ideas and, and brainstorming and things like that, because it's going to depend on the team to help, uh, you know, the company grow. I mean, you could have a, a B level product, but an A level, uh, a level leadership, a level team that's going to carry a B level product a long way versus the other way around where you could have an A level product and a C level team. And, you know, that company's not going to go anywhere. So that's number one. Number two, my favorite book, as I mentioned before, Competing in the Age of AI, written by Marco Ian City and Kareem Lakhani, just because of the the world we're in right now. You know, artificial intelligence is going to have a increasing critical impact in the world today. 
whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in e-commerce, self-driving cars, you name it, it's here. The impact is only going to grow. Damn, it's crazy that you mentioned uh, Jocko Willing because I just watched his TEDx talk, Extreme Ownership. I did not know it was a, a book, so I'm going to have to look into yeah. that as well. Just listening to his TED Talks and YouTube video, YouTube videos is pretty like inspiring, so yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, number two, who's the most influential person in your life or career? My parents taught me the value of hard work. Nice. Shout out to the parentals. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, if nope. you're not working hard, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. That's the hustle, right? It's the mentality yeah. that they instilled in you. I like it. Um, number three, what is one goal you want to accomplish this year? Yeah. For, for the company uh, wide, we're looking to get uh, – three quarters of a million higher in annual recurring revenue. Nice. And then last but not least, what is one piece of advice you would give to your 20 year old self? Just be disciplined in everything you do. I mean, not every day, every day is not going to be fantastic, but if you stay, stay the course. And like you mentioned, just, you know, hustle. I mean, it's a grind. Uh, just do that. And you, you'll eventually end up where you want to be. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. I think that's the perfect way to kind of end today's episode. Jerry, I want to thank you again for just jumping on, sharing your story, sharing what you guys are doing over at Standard Insights and how you guys are helping to drive repeat business, leveraging AI, leveraging artificial intelligence. Technology is out there. Why not use it? Um, yeah. So yeah just thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Before we go, though, where can people um, learn more about Standard Insights? Where can they connect with you if they have more questions? Yeah, um, you know, if you're, uh, you know, you know, healthcare business, doctor's offices that wants to grow, you can find us on standardinsights.io or you can reach out to me on, on LinkedIn, Jerry Abiog at Standard Insights. I'm there, be happy to connect with you or shoot me an email. If your doctor's office is looking for help driving growth from your existing uh, uh, patient base, you can always email me at Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y, at standardinsights.io and we'll be happy to help you. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include all of those links in the resources section as well. But with that being said, ends today's episode. Catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Health Tech Hustle with Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. Tune in next week for another interview with an expert leader in digital health.